All right, just getting started here on uh, the Friday edition of Main Street Sports Today. A reminder, coming up, we'll be joined by Ty Norris around 3 o'clock with Trackhouse Racing ahead of a uh, big weekend at Nashville Super Speedway. Also, a fun, well, maybe a fun, I don't know, could be um, fun to some series with the Braves. Freddie Freeman coming back. Plenty of chatter around that as well. Um, so um, plenty to get to here on this Friday edition. Back over to the clad in blue Hall of Famer, um, Mo Patton. By the way, uh, Chris, the last show before he officially receives that um, that little uh, little award. Is there a trophy, Mo, for this? Do they give you like a – are they going to hand you something Monday night? Supposedly. Yeah. Tennessee Sports Writer of the Year, Mo Patton. Give me my money. Give me <laughs> That's right. It'd be nice. Uh, <laughs> lovely parting gift. Lovely parting gift. Yeah. Okay. We, we might have to. We might have to steal him for a segment on Monday just to get some. Get, yeah. Get the get the weather report out in uh, over in Winston Salem. Over in Winston Salem. Yeah, and, and if you happen to see uh, the new Memphis wingman, tell him we said what's up. You know, we we there is on the itinerary a tour of the Wake Forest athletic there you facilities. Go. So you might see him. He might be hooping. Might run into him. Might run into Steve Forbes. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. Got a lot going on, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Mo will be Mo will be in and out next week, literally, like in and out, <laughs> out and in, in and out, out and in, basically. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. We'll, we'll we'll figure it out. I'm sure. Uh, it, uh, the summer shows are just whatever we can put. See who shows up. Yeah, whoever shows up gets to talk. And don't don't show up if you don't want to talk is what we're saying. But if you do, three fifteen West Seventh Street here in Columbia. Here we go. Now Be you should with that. <laughs> you should show up tonight to First Horizon Park because Waskar Enoa is going for the Stripers One Peak as they are on a two they lead the series <laughs> two to one over the nashville sounds currently and uh, dylan file will take the bump for the sounds but pinch hitting for jeff him not only tonight on 94.9 espn radio the fan but also today on main street sports today is willie donick willie what's going on man Hello, gentlemen. Uh, I hope you can hear me okay. Oh, yeah. We can hear you just fine, man. Just want to um, make mention at this point that Jeff is out of pocket today because um, his wife's grandmother passed away up in Illinois, and so the family is headed that way for her for her services. So um, if you could keep Jeff and his family in your thoughts during, you know, an obviously tough time, we wanted to um, – you know, send our condolences to him and his family during this time. But um, Willie, appreciate you stepping in for him today and tonight, obviously. Um, former Vanderbilt two-sport athlete, we'll say. So um, getting back to his roots, doing a little baseball play-by-play. You looking forward to this? Oh, yeah. And uh, let me pass along my condolences to Jeff and his family as well. Uh, I think Jeff is one heck of an announcer, and I, I think you guys would agree. I, I think he's a major league announcer that just needs the opportunity. Uh, he's gotten a chance, I think, to get a taste of it a couple of times before filling in uh, at the major league level. So I just think his time is going to come. I, I, I was at the park last night uh, along with Max Hurst, who's going to be helping me out with the broadcast tonight. It just, you know, you see a pro at work when you sit with Jeff 
for a few innings there. So we're looking forward to the opportunity. Uh, hopefully I'm not too rusty. Max has probably done more baseball than I have over the last few years because of his involvement with Vanderbilt. But uh, I love doing baseball, and so it's an honor to be able to, to hop in the booth for a couple of days. I was going to ask you, when was the last time you'd done baseball? I filled in for Jeff, uh, I want to say a couple of years ago. I Jeez, the, the, the years start running together. I want to say maybe a Labor Day weekend of 2019. I got to do three sounds games there. It's interesting. Adam Wainwright was on a rehab assignment for the Memphis squad and so I got a chance to see him pitch and I was doing the game with Kevin Jarvis who way back when was teammates with uh, Adam Wainwright so that was a fun night uh, to be able to see that and a lot of those Memphis players uh, have moved on and are playing every day for for the Cardinals right now like Tommy Edmond and, and and some of those guys and of course the sounds back then were still I think that was the last year maybe that they were still Oakland and uh you had guys like Jesus Lazardo and Loriano and some of the guys. Maybe I don't. I don't think Matt Olson was still there that weekend. But it's incredible how many guys go through uh, Nashville, and you you get a chance to see him play. Mo, I know you can go way back and name some names <laughs> that we saw before they were stars. Oh yeah, we we could. We won't. But um, <laughs> but I tell you what, though, in the radio booth, we've had some talent come through there as well. You know, you talk about Jeff Ham being a major league play-by-play announcer who's not there yet. But, I mean, you had Bob Jamison come through here. We Chip talked about him the other night. He's retired and back in town. You know, um, Steve Carroll, who is now doing um, Anaheim hockey. Yep. Steve Selby was a major league play-by-play announcer who, who n- never got the opportunity. Very unfortunate. But, um, yeah, the, the talent in the booth – for the Nashville Sounds over the years has been quite impressive as well. Um, how does one get ready for pinch hitting in the booth? Well, we uh, I I'd like to think I'll be ready from a baseball side. I, I my my son is a 16 year old. He plays high school ball. So between that, between watching a lot of college baseball, watching Major League Baseball, I feel like I watch as much baseball as anybody around. Um, who isn't involved, you know, on a daily basis, that being their job. So I, I think I'm ready from an enthusiasm standpoint, a love of baseball. So I'm up on the game. But I, I think where I am going to really try to catch up by 7 o'clock tonight is just trying to get familiar with each roster. You know, uh, and that's why I went to the ballpark last night. I watched some of the guys play. Uh, a lot of the prospects have had already been pressed into duty. We know the, the Brewers have lost three very talented starting pitchers. So they've had to dig down into Nashville uh, to get some players there. It's a great race. I watched some of the Brewers Cardinals game yesterday and the Brewers got a big win there. So they're involved in a really good race. And of course we, we know how many Braves fans are in, uh, in this area and, uh, and love that team. My son actually is in Atlanta playing in a travel tournament. He's going to, he's going to go to that Freddie Freeman game. You guys talked about He's lucky enough to get tickets. And so he'll be, uh, watching Freddie Freeman. We'll see if he gets booed <laughs> tonight or how many people boo, how many people cheer. It'll probably be a little bit of a mix. Um, we'll find out. And, yeah. So yeah, that, that'll be something everybody's going to take note of. You know, I, I'm really interested in Mo because <laughs> I, Willie, they, they kind of threw you into the wolves as it is Copa de la Diversion weekend. <laughs> And so yeah. the Nashville Sounds will be will not be the Nashville Sounds this weekend. So have you brushed up on your Spanish? 
You know, I took <laughs> I took four years of Spanish in uh, in high school and another couple of classes at Vanderbilt. But my biggest mistake when I graduated from Vanderbilt, I tried to take a shortcut through, uh, you know, through the the requirements. And so I made a big mistake in taking a class that was actually in Spanish. And when I got <laughs> to, when I actually got to the room, I realized that everybody in the class had spent a summer abroad, brushing up on being able to have conversations. So, needless to say, I struggled mightily in that class. So I have my limitations. But the basics, you know, I played a couple of years of minor league baseball. So uh, I absolutely loved the interaction with some of the guys at the low minor league level that. It, just come up from either Puerto Rico or Dominican Republic or Venezuela, and they were learning the language for the first time. So I enjoyed trying to help them along and uh, and and testing out some of the things that I learned in, in a classroom. But you're originally from Florida, though, Willie, so so you got that going for you too, right? Yeah, there's there's plenty of, plenty of it down there, no question about it. Yeah. The teal. What what is it? Vuvuzelas? No, no, no. That's no, soccer. No, okay, my vejuelas. Vejuelas. There we go. My my bad. I, I knew that wasn't right when I said it, but I I couldn't remember what it wrong was. instrument. But that's okay. That is. What is it? Spanish for uh, guitar? I guess Willie. Yes, guitar. Ah. That's the idea. Uh, is the the guitar theme? So I think that's on the uniform tonight. Is that right? There's it there's is. two sets of these uniforms that mm -hmm. they have. I'm told. So one's tonight and one's tomorrow. Should be fun because there's fireworks tonight too, by the way. Yep. <laughs> hey, I listen, Willie, I, I was, I, I've been waiting on fireworks for the first two months of the season. I, every Friday I asked Jeff, are we having fireworks tonight? No, finally <laughs> fireworks are back. So are you going tonight? I might just, I might just take a trip to first horizon. I, I really want to see Wascar and obviously anytime the Braves organizations in town, I like to get out there, so probably. Uh, Wascar getting the start for, for Gwinnett. Um, obviously, as, as you mentioned, a lot of Braves fans in the area, two of them right here. Um, Drew Waters, I assume, will be playing somewhere in the outfield for the Braves. Um, the Stripers, <laughs> Not one the Braves. B, excuse me, tonight. Um, Gwinnett has won the first, what, the last two games of this Correct. series after the Sounds won the opener? Um, sounds are still up a game and a half in the division standings over both Columbus and Memphis. So um, if you care about that kind of thing, this is a pretty big ball game. It is. It's a, it's a six-game series, which is really, really wild. I, I wonder if, if the guy that starts game one, I haven't looked at it yet, but if the guy that starts game one, will he get a second start in the series, or would, would you rather just uh, find a sixth guy so you don't see the same guy twice? in the same series, but they'll be very familiar with each other uh, before the end of the weekend. It's just so great, I think, that the Sounds have uh, teams from this area. It's not as crazy. You guys remember the, the old PCL, when mm -hmm. they went to that, it, there were some crazy times. You guys were talking about some of the former play-by-play -play announcers, and, uh, and Jeff had to do it for a while there, hopping on a plane. You go to Fresno, and you go out to Vegas and Portland. A lot of long rides, a lot of long layovers there it's much it makes much much more sense now uh, yeah. the way they have, it, they have it laid out and much better for i think people in our area to relate you know when you can see gwinnett come in more often oh definitely i think you know you've got gwinnett coming in you've got louisville which is cincinnati's triple a team obviously um 
Memphis, as you mentioned earlier, the um, the St. Louis AAA club. So there's a lot more teams and a lot more players that area fans have some familiarity with either on the way up or on the way down probably. So um, I, I do think that this, while it has taken some getting used to, has probably been a better fit for minor league baseball in this area. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been fun. I think it just, it's kind of odd the way it all kind of came about, but, um, Willie Donick pinch hitting for Jeff Hem here on main street sports today. As we, um, take a look at the sounds, they've got, um, the remainder of this series against Gwinnett at home off on Monday and then six more as Indianapolis comes to town. So, Nice little 12-game homestand for the Sounds. Always nice to be at First Horizon Park. That is a beautiful park, is it not, Willie? I love it. It's uh, it's so scenic, and I thought the weather was beautiful last night. Uh, it's not quite as uh, bad. We had a couple of days there that, it, boy, it was rough to be outside for sure. But uh, I I think the layout is so cool. You know, I think we always – and, Mo, you go back to – you know, you, I can remember coming to some games at Greer Stadium. We just – we dreamed about having something like this now. Now we almost take it for granted. You know, uh, there's so many things going on. We got the races back at the Nashville Super Speedway this weekend. You got the Monster Jam coming. But I mean, they had they had nine thousand there last night, and I think they're going to. You know, customarily, you almost expect weekend games to sell out, no matter no matter what the situation is, no matter what's going on in town. Even if even now that we have Major League Soccer. So I, I just think we've grown so much as a sports city because it is a first-class facility for sure. And the other thing I notice every time I go over there is when you park back in Germantown somewhere and you just walk, there's so many people out and about. There's cool places to, to hang out before and after the game. Uh, so it is really, it's really come to fruition, and it gets better every year. Willie, before we let you go, we have, so we have to get your thoughts on uh, a couple of things with the Predators. One. Uh, Philip Forsberg, two, Bill Haslam, and three, Roman Yossi. Quick thoughts on those those three <laughs> yep. topics. Do you see yep. the Predators uh, with number nine in the lineup next year? Okay, so we'll take them one at a time. You're right. This is another sign of a, a growing sports city mm-hmm. where uh, you know hockey topics can be top of mind in late June. Uh Philip Forsberg, I still think there's a there's a really large percentage. I'm 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 about seventy five percent. I still am confident that when the pressure really gets on, and the calendar turns to July, that you're going to see some real negotiations and they'll find a deal. I, I'm of the belief that Philip Forsberg would like to stay, and the Predators would like to keep him. And I think when you have those two feelings, you find a way to get a deal done. I feel like the Predators have not offered their best offer. I think they're trying to get him signed at a number that they can still retain enough cap space to address the needs of the roster because I think they all feel like they want to win a championship. The more cap space they have to address two or three changes that they'd like to make to go from being a good team to a team that can really contend, uh, you know, Colorado's on the verge of winning the cup tonight. And if they win tonight, they will have gone 16 and three mm. in the playoffs, which is really, really tough to do. So the domination they had of the Predators uh, maybe puts in a little perspective. I, I think 
that's that's the bar that you're trying to set. You've got to try to because Colorado's not going to go anywhere for a while. They're going to be different, but they're going to be really good for the next few years. So Nashville has to get better uh, for do that. So they're preparing for life without Philip Forsberg. There is a chance he doesn't sign, but I still think the probability is uh, in, in a pretty strong way. I think they'll find a way to get a deal done with number nine. Bill Haslam. I, I really like the fact that this this group, this ownership group, that you go back to 2007 when Herb Fritsch and Tom Sigurand and David Freeman, you know, those guys came out of nowhere to help save the team. And those first few years, there was a transition. You know, they didn't have the super deep pockets to where they could just kind of say, hey, we, we've got it, everything's good. They worked extremely hard to build the value of the franchise, build the fan base, and now they get this infusion of Bill Haslam, who does have deep pockets, has a deep love for the state. I think has grown to appreciate hockey a lot more. You know, he didn't. He'd be the first to tell you he's a sports fan, but he's like a lot of us, right? We we were sports fans when the Predators came to town, but we weren't necessarily hockey fans. But over a generation of time, you get more and more familiar on different levels. And he said that run to the Cup final in 2017. He went from one level of fan just to, hey, you know, I enjoy that we have it here to, hey, this is pretty cool stuff. I want to dive in more. Now, here he is. He's going to become one of uh, one of the ownership group and steadily become the majority owner. I think it's nothing but positive uh, for, for the franchise because it never hurts to have some financial muscle uh, to add to an already pretty strong franchise. Roman Yossi. <laughs> Finally, Roman Yossi. There were, there were 17 – people in the voters, which is around 200 total, that voted him third. There were three that voted him fourth, and there was one that left him off the ballot altogether. <laughs> I think that's what people are really struggling with, with the way it turned out. Kale McCarr, who you're going to watch play tonight, is a phenomenal defenseman. I think Roman Yossi deserved the Norris Trophy. He actually got six more first-place votes than Kale McCarr. But McCarr won because the 20 or so voters had Roman Yossi in a third or lower position. That's what really tipped the scales. That was the most surprising thing. And that I think is the the sore spot uh, for a lot of the, the predator fans, because I think some people just almost overthought it. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, 96 points. What more can you say? He's already won the award. He, it's not like he ignores defense. Roman Yossi is a very good defensive Defenseman, he carried the Predators. So I think nobody's just just nobody's buying the argument that you would put him third or lower on a ballot. If, if McCarr had won it, that's that's understandable. And McCarr did win it. But the way it happened is is, is going to sting for a while. No question. Willie Donick in for Jeff Hem tonight. 7.05 first pitch at First Horizon Park. You can hear him on 94.9 The Fan alongside Max Hers. Friend of the show. Yep. Willie, thank you for taking some time with us today, man. We really appreciate it. Guys, I love talking baseball. I will do my best over the next three days to not call the sounds for Predators. At all. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> if that happens, I, no mulligans allowed. Bro. I got to stop. I got to make sure that doesn't happen. I think it's going to be warm enough out there that that won't be a problem. <laughs> Okay, good, good. Thanks for the confidence. <laughs> All right, man. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Men's College World Series, the curse of the Omahogs continues.
We'll be back after this. Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee. Bone and Joint. Stick with us.